Well, hello there and welcome to the Speak Up with Laura Camacho podcast. Today is going to be an, a mini episode. It's episode 153 and it's the five things that make you sound confident. I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm just sharing with you uh, the things that I talk about every single day with my dearly beloved clients. But before I get into that, I want you to know today is a very special episode, not because of the guest, but because of the sponsor. So it's sponsored by my new book called The Practical Guide to Effective Communication. It is finally, after so many years of being a project, it is finally out on Amazon. Only at this moment, only in paperback, but the Kindle version should be ready. It could be ready by the time you hear this. So please go look up the effective, the practical guide to effective communication. I'm a very practical person. I want you to know it's uh, got a lot of stories about how communication and culture are related. It's a very different approach to communication. It's not boring at all. You don't even have to read the whole book from beginning to end to get value out of it. Every single chapter will leave you ahead of the game because it goes into why certain things are happening in communication. And you're going to get so much more awareness about the inside game of communication. And it's written especially for my high performer, overachiever clients and friends who just want to get the recognition for the value they're already adding. And so this book, The Practical Guide to Effective Communication by Laura Camacho, go out and get several copies. Uh, so now this episode, five things that make you sound confident. So I talk to people every single day about how they can sound more confident. And a lot of that has to do with the message construction but there's also certain tells or indications or variables between one speaker and another that are what the communication, what make it sound confident. And I, I know you know this, but I just want to remind you that confidence does not mean competence. That's why crazy people you know, lead uh, revolutions and causes that are detrimental to everyone participating in them because they sound so confident. I'm sure you've seen people in companies that sound really confident, but when you listen carefully to what they're saying, it doesn't make a lot of sense or it doesn't sound that intelligent. But right now, in this short episode, I'm going to cover the five things that make a person sound confident. I don't know if it's a competent message or not. I'm just telling you what, what makes people believe you. And why does it matter? Well, because confidence is what people follow, especially in the work context and the political context, which we're not dealing with in this uh, episode or any of my episodes, but we're dealing with work. And if you want that promotion, if you want to get the green light for additional hires, for a proposal, it is indispensable that you sound confident about what you're saying. And, I, and the reason I am in business is because there's a lot of people who are so qualified, eminently brilliant, and yet they don't sound confident, so they get overlooked. And so I'm all about helping the uber-competent sound confident. So the first thing you need to know is that 
there's the No Trust Like Foundation. The people who study sales or who work in sales uh, generally are good communicators. That's how they make their living. And they know that in order to sell something, whether it's a product or an idea or a service, that the buyer needs to know you, trust you, and like you. Or maybe it would be know, like, and trust. Because the know is just knowing who you are. The like is that you leave a favorable impression. And the trust factor, though, that's really where the rubber hits the road. So a lot of the things I'm going to tell you today have to do with building trust. But I want you to use that as a filter when you're making decisions about how to construct your message, how to ask for something, how to craft that presentation, how to introduce yourself. Does this instill trust in the other person? The foundation is trust. Now, of course, you need to start with a well-crafted message. Like it has to have a good, has to make sense. It has to have some kind of structure. And I covered that in a separate podcast, uh, 146, I believe it is. I did a series on executive presence. I believe that's 144, 145, and 146. And the last one of those three go into that message structure. So if you haven't heard it or you haven't heard it recently, I would recommend that you go listen to it. It's just 15 minutes. All right. So the first thing is that you have a purpose. People sound confident when they know why they're talking. And that does not include because you like the sound of your voice, which I know everybody listening to this is like, no, Laura, I don't speak to hear the sound of my voice. It sounds like a lot of other people do, though. But that means why are you speaking? Why are you speaking up? Why are you introducing this thing? A lot of I helped a client the other day who had worked hours and I mean hours and hours, weeks on this new, I don't know, leadership training program for a very large company. She had every I dotted and every T cross. She had this uh, really beautiful presentation explaining how it was going to work and all the little details, but she never introduced why. Like, why do we need a new leadership training program? You think it's obvious. It's not obvious to your audience. And even if it is, they need to be reminded. So a general rule, always start with purpose. I want to talk to you about X, whatever X is. And X is important because of this and that and the other. And if you start any message with that uh, introduction, you've got people's attention. Because I can tell you that in their minds, they're wondering, why is this person talking to me? Why is this person speaking? So if you start your, whether you're speaking up in a meeting or it's a presentation or it's a conference conversation, giving feedback, Hey, I'm, I hear, I'm here to talk to you about this thing. This thing is important because even giving feedback, I'm here to talk about some performance issues. Uh, this is important because it's going to affect the way you're graded, the way you're uh, compensated next year. And I see a lot of potential in you and you need to fix this thing so that you can be successful. So number one, start with purpose. Number two is a technical uh, quality and that is the pause. The pause is to help people that talk too fast, which include myself. And that's because we get so excited. And that's a good thing that we're excited. But speaking too fast, sounding rushed, always detracts from the confidence factor because you know why it's not because you're rushed it's because it's hard to follow 
And anything that's hard to follow, confidence goes down. So that's going to affect some of the other factors. So it's a lot easier to insert a pause than it is to slow down every word that comes out of your mouth. So a pause, you simply count to three. As you see, I'm implementing several during this point to illustrate the value of a pause. A pause gives other people's brains a chance to catch up with what you're saying because always the speaker can go can speak faster than the audience's brains can process. It also pauses help with filler words. Whenever people ask me how to get rid of filler words, the first thing I tell them is start intentionally inserting a pause in your low stakes messages. It's easier to start when the stakes are not high. And where to insert the pause? It would be like right before you say something super important. I really, I have a great idea that I want to talk to you about. And this idea is this. And it's important because that pause, people don't even really consciously notice it. Although if they've heard this podcast, they might. Uh, but that pause just gives your message power. And so you want to insert that powerful pause. So that's number two. Number three is volume, especially if you're soft-spoken. And if you come, if your origin, ethnic origin is India, South Asia, East Asia, I know in those Eastern Asian cultures, a lot of times it's considered rude to speak loudly. So what I'm saying contradicts perhaps what your mother told you. But if you've seen it, loud people who get their way, who people follow, and one of the reasons is because they're loud, it's easy to follow them. It's easy to understand what they're saying. And remember your audience, no matter where you are, your audience is overworked, overwhelmed, overzoomed, exhausted, and distracted. That's no matter what, no matter who you're talking to, that's your audience. So that volume is going to help them hear what you're saying. Now, I'm not saying that you should scream at your audience, but if you raise your volume, make a point to raise your volume 10%, 12%, or especially when you're saying something more important, raise the volume. It causes people to pay more attention. So that was number three. Number four is edit out unnecessary words. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. So be direct. Don't beat around the bush. Tell them if you're worried about being too blunt, which a lot of people come to me with that. And of course, I just laugh. It's not that you're being too blunt. It's maybe you haven't sold the people or you haven't made a case for what you're trying to convince them of. But you want to take out uh, unnecessary adjectives. Actually, you should take out as many adjectives as, as you possibly can. If you have a, a 25 uh, slide deck, I would take out at least three slides and maybe four or five. If you're given 10 minutes in an executive meeting, try to, try to get it down to eight. Shorter, it sounds more direct, and direct sounds more confident. It's just that when you 
mitigate what you're saying by adding words like, well, this maybe could be, and you know, and in this case, no, just say the thing, why it's important, what are the next steps, do you have any questions? So while you increase the volume, you reduce your word count. And number five is body language. And the main thing is, for heaven's sakes, to sit up straight, stand up straight, use hand gestures, not crazy, you know, flailing your arms around. No, keep your hands in front of your chest and use your hands to help you talk. Walk, watch an Italian, watch any charismatic speaker. They all use hand gestures. It helps people to pay attention to what you're saying. So, those are the five those are the five things. I'm going to recap for you. Is make sure that you start with your purpose, that you have a pause, that you increase the volume, that you lower the word count and you have good body language. So, I know the other part of sounding confident is where where the rubber really hits the road is in your Q&A. So, upcoming I'm going to have a podcast, I'm going to have a class, I'm going to really uh, give out a lot of content around Q&A, answering the questions, because too many people get thrown off. They're, they're, they're interpreting the questions the wrong way. So I'm going to, it's going to be called Slay the Q&A. That is upcoming. Anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you got value from this. I'm sure you did. And please leave a five-star review if you can take some time to do that. Uh, My website is mixonian.com, M as in Mary, I-X-O-N-I-A-N. This is Laura Camacho. I appreciate you. And until the next time, talk to you later. Bye-bye.